and welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that'll slice or dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a theme. This month it's the Turtles. As a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie franchise, Turtles 30, I thought I'd cover them this month. When I was a kid, I was big into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I loved the cartoon, had all the toys, and played that crappy-ass Nintendo game, the NES game, you know, that shitty one with the sewer level and the fucking swimming level and the, ugh, you know that one. <clears throat> like every kid of the 90s, I was swept up in this fad. Thing is, I haven't seen these movies in a good 15, 20 years. So, do I still feel the same? Do these movies actually still hold up? I'm only going to be doing the live-action films, so no cartoons here. First up is 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the most successful independent movie of the 90s until the Blair Witch Project blew it clean out of the water. So, let's see if this still has turtle power, or is this going to be wiped out? Will this leave me shell-shocked? Find out here. With its $13.5 million budget, this thing pulled in $202 million. This was also sadly one of the last projects Jim Henson worked on before his death. Starring Jodeth Hogg, Elias Cotez, James Sato, with the voices of Kevin Clash and Corey Feldman, written by Steve Barron. At that plot, a crime wave has hit New York City, started by the Foot Clan, led by the evil Master Shredder. In the sewers are four pizza-loving heroes that alone, uh, with, along rather, with their Master Splinter, try to stop Shredder and his goons. Along the way, a TV news reporter gets wind of the gangs, so investigates only to be put in Shredder's radar. Can our four heroes stop the foot, or will Shredder run New York? Also, did I say the four heroes are six foot talking turtles with ninja skills? So the move is up on shots of New York circa 1989. As on a TV, a TV news reporter, April O'Neill, played by Judith Logue, talks about the crime wave hitting the city. Nothing and no one is safe. As she's talking, we see a businessman getting his wallet stolen, which is passed around town by at least six different people. All this effort for one fucking what? I mean, really? Also, we see a TV getting stolen from an old black woman sitting on a balcony, uh, and a delivery truck getting completely raided, and all this stuff stolen for a matter of 30 seconds. Utter ridiculous crap. Moving on. At night, we are shown the foot, uh, the gang that's causing the crime wave, HQ, which is teeming with teenagers. I love. Uh, one of them is eating a BK Whopper. I mean, what do you think you're fucking sponsored up there, BK? In this, HQ is all the junk they have stolen from TVs, Walkmans, stereos, and every single fucking arcade game of the late 80s. Later at night, April leaves work, where she finds her van getting broken into by the Foot Clan, wannabes. So she runs, but she is overran by the goons. Out of the shadows flies a sigh, which takes out the only light lighting the scene. And then I can't see shit. All we can hear are the goons getting beaten up. Seriously, there's nothing but a black screen for about fucking 30 seconds. And note, it's supposed to be on a British Blu-rays, which I have. You're supposed to see everything, which is bullshit because you can't see shit. Anyway, 
A lovely April is wearing her yellow little rain mac in a nod to the cartoon. The cops shop and finally we see the Foot Clan wannabes all tied up and spot young Sam Rockwell as the goon leader. From a manhole cover, a turtle watches as April puts his sight in her bag. Cue the titles and the shit theme song. No, not one from the cartoon, but one using this crappy ass movie. We are introduced to the turtles. Raphael, the angry one with the red bandana, voiced by Josh Paris. Leonardo, the leader with the blue bandana, voiced by Brian Toshi. Donatello, the smart one in the purple bandana, voiced by Corey Feldman. Because if you think somebody's smart, you think Corey Feldman. And Michelangelo, the surfer dude in the orange bandana, voiced by Robbie Rist. They all head back to the sewer hideaway, celebrating their first fight, and indeed, first victory. All but Raph, uh, who is pissed he lost a sigh, as the other three spout out late 80s buzzwords like Cowabunga, Bodagius, and blah 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 blah, and was it Chevy Novanos crap, and terrible fucking one-liners. They all head to see their master Splinter, voiced by Kevin Clash. He's a six-foot talking rat. I gotta say, the suits for the turtles look great. The movement is top-notch and lip-syncing, for the most part, is good for a voice. It syncs up with a voice, rather. Splinter also looks great for a puppet. As Mikey is on the phone to a pizza store to get the food that the desperate need, Splinter is telling others they must use stealth and ninja skills and stick to the shadows never to be seen by human eyes even of their allies yeah because no one has saw a fucking six foot talking turtle wearing a mac and a hat no face mask for these then anyway as splinter and leo meditate mickey and donnie dance to tequila i think Pee Wee herman these are the level of the jokes here folks Raphael, being a moody twat it goes outside wearing the mac and hat to get his side back. As Mikey waits for a pizza, guy to shop up skates Donnie, uh, I don't remember Donnie being a skater, I thought it was more of Mikey moving on, to ask what if Splinter dies, but Mikey only cares about the food because he's a stoner, get it? He's got the munchies. Uh, back to Raph, who has walked out on Critters, wait, Critters from 1986? What the fuck, why are they showing the Critters in 1990? And he hated it. How the hell can you hate the original Critters? It's a classic. Anyway, he stops a mugging, but lets the teens uh, get away. Straight into the path of Hockey Mask wearing Casey Jones, played by Elias Cortez, who, with his hockey sticks, beats the shit out of these teenagers. Raphael stops him, so the two have a fight. During the fight, Casey finds out he's a six-foot turtle and can to beat his ass, so nothing, not even a beat of a bloody well eye that you're beating up a six foot talking fucking turtle. A beaten, Raphael heads back to the sewers where Splinter is waiting for him to give him a talking to. During a candlelit talk, Splinter tells him his anger is wrong and he doesn't need to face it all alone. He has his brothers. Something something dark sight? I mean, I'm getting Yoda from this thing with the whole anger leads to darkness and darkness leads to blah 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 blah. Cut to April's loft apartment, so she's doing well for herself then. And we meet her boss, Charles Pennington, played by Jay Patterson, who is worried about her and she must be escorted to her van at night. She'll rolls her eyes, because of course she does. We also meet the target audience, Danny Pendleton, played by Michael Turney. 
Uh, he's the little douchebag that stole the businessman's wallet in the start of the Bloody Ball movie. He steals 40 bucks from her wallet, so he's a bad boy then. Ooh. April tells Charles she's going to City Hall, but he doesn't want her to because too much heat for him. Cut to the interview with the chief of police, Sterns, Sterns even, played by Raymond Sierra, as he word salads his bullshit statement about his war on crime. On TV, the Turtles watch the report and Mikey is in love, as across town we meet Shredder, played by James Sato. He's watching the news reports on his video wall made up of about a hundred or so TVs. Raphael falls her from City Hall, where in the subway, the Foot Clan ninjas jump her. She fights back, but is quickly knocked out. Raphael now has a side back, fights dozens of Foot Clan kicking ass. He picks up April and takes her back to hideaway with one Foot Clan member falling. April comes to, seeing Shredder, uh, Splinter rather, she screams. And then she sees the turtles and she screams even louder. This week's at the turtles, she thinks she's either dead or indeed dreaming. Splinter tells her to calm down and cue a flashback as he explains where they come from. It seems 15 years earlier he was a pet rat of a ninja master. He watched the master train, so copied the moves and therefore he's a master? Kidding. They moved to New York where Splinter uh, was in the sewers looking for food. He came across four baby turtles crawling in green ooze, which turned them into six feet tall talking turtles and turned him to a six-feet-tall, intelligent-talking rat. He had then trained up to become ninjas. Later that night, the turtles return April home to an antique store. Okay, where's her loft apartment then? She invites them in for pizza, and they connect. They then leave, returning home. They find the place trashed, and Splinter has been beaten up. Raphael screams in rage, because of course he does. In City Hall, Chief of Police police calls Charles to tell him his son is in jail and indeed he phones Shredder to tell him this boy could be a potential foot clan. Next day Charles goes to tell April his son was in jail. The turtles overhear this as they have spent the nights with her so where is Splinter? Who cares? Wait he tells her to back off because Danny is involved in us somehow as he sees a turtle April throws him out while she gets dressed for work. What the fuck? In a car ride, Charles quizzes his son as to why he stole a car stereo. It seems they're middle class and fairly rich. But he gets no answer. Because he sits in his sulks. That night at Foot HQ, some kids are smoking cigars. Bullshit. Playing pool. Spray painting. Getting drunk. Skateboarding. Doing drugs. Smoking cigarettes. Etc. Etc. So this is a haven for Snotters Little Punks then. Meanwhile, in a dojo, the Foot Clan ninjas train under Tatsu, played by Tishiromo Abato. He displays with one not going for a kill, so beats him senseless and all but kills him. This is a PG kids movie, folks. A 90s PG kids movie, however. A gong sounds. Down from his lair comes Shredder in all his camp glory, with Liberace's shower curtain as a cape, and the ultimate shoulder pads, which are knife blades, and a three-pronged helmet with a pur purple sparkly outfit. Uh, he's our bad guy, folks. I mean, really. With the wannabes watching, he gives them a new Foot Clan member. He then tells them 
The world doesn't want them, but he does. In the basement, Splinter is then chained up. From the crowd, Danny speaks up to tell Shredder he knows where the turtles are. Cut to April's apartment. As on TV, the turtles are watching April tell New York all about the Foot Clan. Once the report is over, Raph and Leo butt heads and Donnie and Michael hide in the kitchen because they're cowards. Raphael wants to hunt for Splinter, whereas Leo wants to wait until the Foot attack. Raphael storms out to go to the roof with no disguise on, only to be jumped and beaten up and then thrown through the sunroof by the Foot Clan. Casey Jones sees this clean across town, but by the time he gets there, it's too late. The turtles have all but been beaten. This fight scene is ridiculous. It is far too kiddie for its own bloody well good. This feels like a cartoon fight. How in the fuck in the 1990s did parents complain this is slapstick fucking violence for crying out loud? The floor of April's apartment caves in due to the weight of all the clan and the, and the turtles. So in March, more foot clan as the kick the turtles arse. All but beaten. Casey finally shows up to clean up. Seconds later, the store and apartment is on fire. I mean, where the hell did the flames come from? Who cares? The turtles with April run to her father's farm where Casey tells her she's fired. As they're escaping, Danny watches April's apartment burn down and he's not happy. And how's this for a second act closer? She's fucked. No job, no house and no store. The turtles are beaten. Raphael is all but dead and Splinter is held captive. Cut to Shredder who is power walking like a mad queen who hasn't got her Starbucks order right. To demand Splinter talk, Tatsu is down upon. So, he is so pissed he attacks some Foot Clan members, killing one. Danny sees this and runs to Splinter, who Yoda's Danny. Father and son speech. And what is it with America and the father and son crap? I had barely any contact with my dad and I did out fine. Back to April in her farmhouse. Raph's all but dead in the tub. Casey tries to fix her van but it's dead. So the two fight with the turtles sitting around watching Raphael's body all but dead in the tub, as it says. Cut to April drawing the turtles and writing in her diary about how they're coping, i.e. donning friends Casey. Leo watches over the face down in water, Raphael, as Michelangelo just purrs on her. Casey is working her last nerve, but she's hot for him, so it's cool. Finally, after days, Raphael wakes up and is starving. No time for food, however. It's a training montage because reasons. Cut to Shredder and Satsu as he watched over his kingdom, so to speak. Shredder is worried about the turtles and did their old fighting style. Back to the turtles fighting slash training in another montage because it's only been 10 seconds. Why the fuck would you have two montages back to back? Meanwhile, in the kitchen, April preps a meal with Casey. He gives her a back rub, as in walks Mikey to ask if he's next, but to use turtle wax. Get it? He's a turtle, therefore he needs to use turtle wax. These jokes are fucking lame. Cut to Leo, meditating, and then he has force powers, basically with splinter, so he knows he's alive, and he has to get the others to meditate. At the campfire, they all connect, and they'll connect with splinter, as news the farce, oh sorry, the force, I mean, he's all but a bloody force ghost, for crying out loud. Force ghost splinter, 
tells them as a foursome they're unstoppable, but they only work as a team. Can they win? Next morning, with a new purpose, the turtles head back to New York. They head to the sewers to their old hideaway where they find Danny. Seems a little punk has run away from his father days earlier. He spills everything about the foot, shredder and splinter. Actually, no, he doesn't. He waits until Knight sneaks out and Casey falls him. Danny turns to Splinter to get more Yoda talk. Flashback time. Why the fuck's there a flashback? There's 20 minutes left in this godforsaken turkey. Anyway, Splinter talks about his master Yoshi and how Shredder killed him years ago in Japan. Well, actually, in New York, he had to leave Japan to head back to America with the of his life to start afresh because Shredder was a jealous of him and his love. What the hell? Anyway, Shredder kills him. Uh, and, well, turns onto Shredder because blah, who gets a shit get on this fucking thing. Casey beats up a foot member to steal his outfit. Meanwhile, Shredder catches Danny talking to Splinter. He also finds one of April's drawings on him. So he knows they're back. Out, Shredder goes with the foot to kill the turtles once and for all, leaving Casey to take on Satsu and save Splinter. In the sewers, the turtles make short work of the foot, but no Shredder. Casey sees Splinter tied up and rescues him, but he has to take on Satsu and indeed the wannabes. More slapstick fighting as the turtles kick the foot's ass. Casey, however, gets his ass handed to him by Satsu until he gets wood, a wooden golf club driver that is, and beats him over the head with it. Splinter tells the wannabes Shredder doesn't care for them. He only cares for what they can take from him, and indeed he only cares about his own wants and needs. With that, Danny and Casey carry Splinter out. The fight with the tur- turtles. Uh, again. The fight with the turtles. Head topside with the turtles uh, firing out bad one liner after bad one liner, like shell shocked and etc. Et on a rooftop, Shredder takes on the turtles. After more free studios fighting, I swear to God, the 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 violence is fucking comic crap. He takes on turtle after turtle and he defeats them all until all four have the team up and beat him. Casey leads the wannabes into a fight but they all run for it. So Casey uses a dump truck to take out the leftovers as you do. Splinter takes out Shredder with a nunchuck blow to the knuckles after yet another Yoda speech. Splinter then lets Shredder fall off the roof straight into the dump truck where Casey crushes him in it and kills him. The turtles uh, hog Splinter, the cops come to arrest the beaten up clan, April gets her job back and Danny returns to his dad's. Oh, well, it was well, even though there's been a fucking murder. As credits roll. So that was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990. Fire who could he for its own good? Why? The parents complained, uh, but the violence is beyond me. It's slapstick for fuck's sake. It's three studies crap. <clears throat> I couldn't wait for this lame duck to be over. I mean, the jokes are lame, the action is kidified, and this is just bloody well sad and pathetic. This is so 90s, it's unbelievable. I'm going to give this thing a very generous 5 out of 10, and that's all because of nostalgia reasons. Rose tinted glasses, you see. Come back this week as I look at Turtles 2. God help me. Then come back for the rest of the bloody franchise. Don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod. Also follow... Uh.
send me an email to hearsoundsreviews at gmail.com. Check out my other franchise podcasts of Batman, Superman, Iron Man, Captain America and more. Also my solo podcast of Catwoman, Blade, Supergirl and many more. Hey, bye. And remember, I watch these bad movies so you don't have to. You don't have to have some nice Domino's pizza. Hey, bye. Bye.